This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Oscar Panifex, Liam Fogarty, and Jared Timms. Three weeks remain in the NRL regular season, and five points separates the fifth place Sharks from the 12th placed Sea Eagles. Absolutely incredible. That means there's plenty on the line for the last few weeks, and I think a few can mathematically get knocked out of the Premiership race this week, too. Welcome, punters, to episode 25, season two of the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. My name is Jared Timms, and I'm back from the club. I was going to say, okay. I was going to say, hold up, hold up, hold up. Are we just going to bypass? So you weren't here last no, week. No, you're the last person that's been on every single episode now. Jarral Yao Yi. Look, I don't do things in halves, boys. I do them in fools, and uh, that's all <laughs> I know about it. Here we are once again. Still reign supreme. Well, it's good to be back. Thank you, James Coglin, for filling in for mm. me. I'll tell you one thing he did say last week that you'll never catch me dead doing. He said, all-star winger, Jarral Yao Yi. He just called me a legend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, also with us as he has been all season, rugby league writers Oscar Panifex. I've got a warm fuzzy feeling in my heart having you back in the room Jared. Oh, thank oh, you mate. Good to have you back. Really Stop really it. appreciate that. That was the first time I've missed of course. I think you've been here every week this year haven't yep. you? Have you missed one no, this year? No I haven't wow, missed one so I'm coming third this year. Mm. Wow hey. Yeah. I mean, where are you going with it? So, oh, no, I was just going to say, that pretty much sums up your life, doesn't it? <laughs> no, come yeah. on. We, we've got to pump him up before we pizzle the Seagulls later. Yeah, true, yeah. true. They pizzle themselves. Yeah, that's true. Right to know. Well, they are the 12th place team that I talked about. Yeah, before, yes. I think they're probably done this week. Finally, for the third week in a row, the fourth time this season, Ned's betting man, Ryan Cook. Yeah. Welcome back. Oh, thanks, Tim Z. Good to see you again, mate. Uh, looking forward to getting into it. What did you think of James saying g'day punters last week? He did it justice. Yeah. Yeah, real uh, bit of oomph behind it, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. You could pick up your game, I think. You yeah. could learn a thing or two. <laughs> okay. He's yeah, it's, good, it's really good to have you back. It's really good to have you back. Not saying that James didn't do a bad job, but the, t- the band's back together. Yeah, no, yeah, feels good. good. Feels right. Let's get stuck into it. I said it at the top of the show, three regular season weeks remaining. Gerald, who's leading the Dalian at the moment? Oof, I mean, well, look, I'm going to go past who I said at the start of the season. Yep. Uh, behind closed doors, he was coming third. Uh, I think he was only a couple of points behind Reese Walsh and Payne Hass at the time, and Harry Green was that guy had another great game on the weekend as well um, had his you know fingers and everything and mm. um, I would say if I'm gonna be honest so uh, the the rise of Sean Johnson uh, oh, yeah. over the last six or seven weeks has been amazing he's really put his side in a position to play a home final uh, at some stage as well so yeah I, I would have to say where I'm going with is I think Sean Johnson might be right up there. How good is that as well? I remember last season we spoke about when he signed for the Warriors and I thought this is going to be the exciting thing that happens at the end of his career. You don't see the Warriors winning no. a premiership. You don't see him winning a Dally M. Fast forward to right now, yeah. both of those things could happen. Yeah, his game is just it's come back like he's young again, like yeah. his running game, um, you know, he's making sure he's uh, leading the you know team around the park. And I think the best thing about what they're doing there are the Warriors at the moment to make him look good is the forwards are mm. really taking it, yep. you know, by the balls. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're doing the hard work. They're, they're actually playing a bit of footy and defending very, very well in the middle as well. So when all that's going right and SJ is uh, getting the freedom to run the ball, it's the Warriors are good. And, yeah, I think he's going to be close to up there to being, to being Dally M Player of the Year. Just beautiful to watch. What do you reckon, yeah, Oscar? I'm with SJ as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, his stats, even when he was at the Sharks, were still elite. Yeah. He was... Put, he was 
near the top of try assists in back-to-back seasons from memory. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, the forward pack of the Warriors this year. I mean, Adam Fanil Blake, if he's not, if Payne Haas isn't the best prop in the game, which yeah. he probably is, then yep. a- AFB is surely a comfortable second. Definitely. We talk about Isaiah Yo, Pat Carrigan, Cam Murray, all these guys. Mm. Tohu, Tohu Harris has been doing the damn thing for five years five now. Years, yep. They're just so resilient. We've spoken about this on the podcast already this year. They're just soaking up the pressure. They're completing their sets. Mm-hmm. SJ's kicking game this year has been superb, finding the corners and then attacking kicks as well. So, yeah, I think he's deservingly favourite to win the Dalian. Yeah, yeah. I really wish Adam Fanua Blake had found that form when he was at the Seagulls. <laughs> Instead, he got rubbed out several times. I was going to say, I thought he found some form. He, well, he did, yeah. yeah. He just hated, he hated being there. And yeah. you could tell by the way he carried himself during the week yeah. and out on the field, mm. needed to get out of there, and clearly he's found the right home. Yeah, it looks like he's uh, playing the goods there in, uh, over in New Zealand, and I'm excited to see them play some finals oh, footy. Likewise. Hopefully it's not too good week one at the moment if it's looking like the Broncos are playing them. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, it, when, the, when they're in the competition, obviously we've got you know massive support for rugby league over mm. in Auckland and in New Zealand. And once they're going well, I think the competition's in great hands as well. Absolutely. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Dalian? I had SJ down as well. I mean, you guys have already summed it up pretty nicely, mm. but it's just for the story, I think. It's like such a, a career yep. resurgence. But um, he also... Uh, leads the league in kicking meters. Been one of the more efficient tacklers this mm-hmm. season. Um, mm-hmm. Just those little one percenters that he's doing really well. So yeah, I can't disagree with anything you boys have said. Yeah, absolutely yeah. agree with you as well. Speaking of clubs that have somehow turned it on, even in the last few weeks, <laughs> are the Knights a premiership chance? What uh, the hell? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> like I am so. You know, when they started going on that little run, I was always like, they've got to have a hiccup once. Um, where have they come from? Where what, have they come from? What's, Where, happened? what's happened? What's happened at the club? We were talking about him getting the sack about seven weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Like we were. Yeah. Like, it was that soon as well. It, it wasn't was. Even, that's not even an, you know, an exaggeration. Have they, done, have they gone seven in a row? Is that uh, correct? Dogs, I think it's seven, six or seven, six or yeah. seven in a row. Yeah, like I don't six. think, yeah, I don't think I've seen a Newcastle side like this. Yeah, um, for a very long time. Um, I'm not sure if it's from, you know, their run that they've had, but I will say this: they did. It sort of all started, and they built a lot of confidence when they played Melbourne. Yeah, once okay. they beat that Melbourne side, it sort of just went bang, and they looked like world beaters. They just didn't think they could be beaten by anyone. And when you got someone like KP playing his best footy and I think the best thing that happened to him this year was not getting chosen in origin and then get telling Billy Sater that he will wipe himself out of yeah. selection for um, State of Origin this year. He looks fresh. He looks great. Man, at the start of the year, we were, he was playing, you know, in the halves and we were like, what are they doing? Yep. Yeah. Now we can see why he needs to stay in this position. And he can still play those roles that we've been watching. He's unbelievable at the moment. He's the one at the you know the front and centre of the reason why they're playing great footy. There's obviously other players there, but yeah, he's he's taken it by the storm and he's looking really, really good and so are the Knights. Um, the Cowboys have certainly come on as a result mm. of Origin. Yep. Has, has that happened at the Knights too? Is it Bradman Best coming in and playing with huge confidence? Is it uh, Could be. old mate, the back row, what's his name? Tyson um, Frizzell. Tyson yep. Frizzell. I was going to say Tarek Sims, not Tarek Sims. Tyson Frizzell. Is that what it is? I'm just looking at the the run they've had. Like they've beaten some, you know, lesser teams in the last six weeks. But before that, round 17, they lost by eight to Penrith. Um, Chooks beaten by two the week before. Roosters haven't been at their best this year, but they can still turn it on and Mm. be one of the best sides on their day. They got beat by the Bronx by four points the week before that. So they've been there thereabouts against those top sides, and then they're smashing the teams that they should be lately. Um, 
Hopefully, Jackson Hastings is all right this week. It was awful to see him go down with that hip. Yeah, that was one of the bad ones. It was nasty. Um, Well, the same thing happened this time last year. Pat Carrigan got him and he broke his leg. So I've spoken about Hastings a lot this year. I think his ability to get Newcastle to certain areas on the field, it's unlocked um, Bradman best this year. Um, Yeah, hopefully... He's not out for too long. I hope he's out this week because the Bunnies have got Newcastle <laughs> this weekend. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think with Hastings there pointing him around the park, they've got a serviceable forward pack. Um, their wingers are just scoring tries for fun this year. I'm going to talk about Dom Young later. But, yeah, it comes down to KP and Hastings, I think. Well, there's only three rounds to go, really, this week. And two, uh, two Yeah, so three yep. weeks to go yep. uh, in the normal season. They're sitting on 29 points. You know that you would have you'd have to win two. Of, you you want to be around that 34 yep. um, point mark to be – to be safe as mm. uh, in the top eight, and you know they're close. I mean, we were looking at them; they were they were very. I think they were twelfth down the ladder mm. um, about four or five weeks ago. Yeah, and they've climbed it fast. And there's been a few results that have gone that way, which has helped them as well. A few teams in that realm, like the Raiders, losing um, a couple, and yep. um, you know the Sharks not going good as well. So that from five to eight, it's so tight. <laughs> From five to nine, sorry, it's very, very tight, but the Knights have definitely put themselves in contention. Well, they've got a massive four and, ag- four and against yep. advantage too, 110 positive for the Knights. So, And the guys around them, the Raiders one slot above them, minus 120. Well, there you go. And then Souths mm. are below them um, on 92, so they've got you know, at least 20 points clear of the Bunnies as well. I remember walking down Caxton Street on Magic Round. Oh, for yeah. The, the skit, I forgot all about it. The skit that we did for Neds yeah, and people were laughing at us. Yeah. And now, yeah. And how, the whole idea of that was it was just a big piss take. Yeah. Like they probably yeah. should have been the team Incredible. to this Magic Round because they were so nothing yeah. And it's probably and been we the, are now. It's probably been the best thing for them. Yeah. Because that, that that one round, there's a lot of energy in that round. Like, yeah. you, you take you take a lot out of that. So they, they got to, you know, take away points from that. And they rested. They rested most of their players. Like, I just, I just don't know what, how we're talking about them being playing finals, but we are. <laughs> a trip, trip to Bali does wonders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they don't obviously have the depth and class of a team like the Panthers, but in this sort of confidence, and if they continue this winning run into the finals, mm. do you give them a chance in a knockout game against a team like Penrith? No, mm, not no, a knockout no, game. Not against, not against Penrith. I don't give many teams a chance nah, in a no, knockout no, game right. against Penrith. I think there'd be. A fair shout of winning in week one, but yeah, okay, I, right. I would be surprised just with their. I mean, as we've seen, anyone can beat anyone on their day this season. But yeah, and as history tells too, like those teams that are fifth to eighth, they just they just don't go far in the finals. Yeah. Unfortunately, like it's we as much as we want people want to see them prove wrong, and everyone gets excited for your team slipping inside that eight. Mm. The the cream really rises to the top uh, when when you talk about deep into the finals and those top four sides have been playing finals footy for the next for the last eight weeks. You know, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be hard to beat any of those sides that are in the top four, but. Season-wise, I mean, if they if they can make the finals, that'd be a huge tick on their behalf. Mm. Where did Parramatta finish last year? The regular season were they in the top four? Yeah, top. Yeah, top yeah. it's been a while since a team outside of the four has. Yeah, well, since I think Cowboys, wasn't it? All the Broncos. Was it that long ago? Yeah, I think when Cows won it in sixteen. They oh right, okay, they were yeah. seventh or eighth or something. Mm. They only just snuck in. Yeah, oh, I know yeah, that yeah. they were pretty far down the year. Mm. They made the final in two thousand five. That was a long time ago now. Yeah. Um, all right, Jarrell, you and I dug into this one this mm. morning and very keen to get the take of you two blokes on this one. I haven't seen this A one lot of hype surrounded Cameron Seraldo's arrival yep. at the Bulldogs. Is he that good? Oh, I'm not prepared to rule him out just yet. I no? 
I think you guys have asked me a question similar to this this year, and I pointed at the horrific injury toll that the Bulldogs have mm. suffered this year in the yeah. forwards and in the backs. They got a they got a halfback playing now that wasn't there at the start of the season. Mm. So I think there are a lot of excuses. Not that I'm sure Cameron Serrato wouldn't be looking for them. No. Um, yeah, I, I'd be prepared to give him another, you know, 12, 18 months and see what he can do with Did the Trevor Barrett get a year, only get one year with him? Two years. Two, oh, he two was there years. for, okay. yeah. Fair. I, fair. I think you need three years, realistically. Yeah, I think same. any any coach should expect to have three years because yeah. you're getting over the first season, yeah. you're starting to build into something, and then the third year, realistically, is you're showing what you're made of yep. there. Mm, yeah. So I definitely agree with that. Mm. I think there is a direct comparison to be made here, though, with Andrew Webster, definitely. who has come out of the same... Yeah coaching system and look at what he's done with off on paper I suppose a worse team than the Bulldogs I suppose so? it comes down to injury yeah I reckon so I on, on paper I think the Bulldogs seems pretty good if they're if they're if they're, if they're fresh if you pick if, the, everyone... if you pick the best choice Bulldog side this year against the best choice New Zealand side how many dogs players are you picking over well I think New a lot of the Warriors have come on as a result of Webster and everything being there there's a lot of names that have sort of risen to the surface yeah in yeah, my opinion yeah, I mean, but I, like, I also don't think we'd be having this conversation if the Warriors aren't going. No, yeah, you of know, crash shot because we yeah. we would be sitting here going, you know, like we do every year with the Warriors. We we're not fussed about them because we've never actually gone. They're not they're not you know grand final contenders. Mm. We, we like I think we if we bring the tape back in round one, we didn't even think anywhere they'd be no. anywhere again. Yeah. So I think where you're coming from is. That yeah, I, I probably would put a lot of Bulldogs players up a uh, up against the Warriors because of that reason and going to that club and and not having the success mm. um, because. But what he's done there, Webster, and we're talking about Seraldo here. He probably does need another couple of years. Yep. It's um it's unfortunate he did have these injuries as well. Um, but he's got. You know, it's a pretty big club in Sydney. He's got all the right mm. people around him as well. He didn't have to move too far um, from, you know, Penrith to yep. go too far anywhere um, to change too much. But he was the he was the man that had the defensive key. Like mm. that was his big, you know, big goal. And they've I'm pretty sure they've conceded the most points yeah. out of yeah. anyone. Yeah. Every other week year. they have yeah. fifty put on them. Yeah. So I mean, I know it's. I know it's only you know we're only in just over a year in his in his contract, but I would have thought he'd be doing a lot better by this mm. time. Yeah, mm. I mean those defensive stats are damning when you look at them on yeah. paper. Um, I think when you dig a little deeper, like sure they're conceding a lot of points because their defensive line or their defensive systems aren't great. But if they're turning the ball over, you know, twenty meters further inside their half than the average team is because their halfback's kicking game isn't great, yeah. or they're making more errors because they're playing reserve grade forwards, or they're missing tackles on the edges because they've got twenty one year olds that they've thrown in there because they need to cover an injury, yep. an injured spot. There's a lot of things that go into a, a number like that. Mm. Um, sure, you got to take it on face value to some point, but yeah, like I mean, Phil Gould. Whether or not you like him or not, it's pretty hard to argue with his footy IQ. Yeah. And he was smart enough to give Serraldo five years, which I think is an indication that the Bulldogs are prepared, you know, to give him some time to get his fingerprints onto this roster. I love how um, Gould has um, been throwing a lot of stick to other teams, actually. Jeezy's <laughs> well. yeah. passing the buck lately, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's funny to watch him, uh, you know, be in the position he's in and then be in the media and then run down everyone else yeah. and not 
talk about his yes. own, own side. <laughs> he's good at deflecting. Uh, he's very good at deflecting. He's obviously doing that for a reason. Mm. Um, but I think Kevy came out and said he just needs to worry about his own. Kevy said it. Yeah. yeah, Blake Solly said it, the yeah. Rabbitoh CEO as yeah. well. So, so you, you need to worry about your own back. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> wonder if Seraldo gets the best out of his really big-name players yeah. as yeah. well. I mean, yeah. Gow obviously injured for a mm. lot of the season, but Reid Marnie's been very hot and cold. Yep. I don't think Burton has been nearly as scary yep. this year as what he mm. has been. Yep. Probably another thing to be interesting to see how he goes in the next couple of years. But I will say this. If he's been at a system too where he understands how to develop kids as well, like being at Penrith, then he's he's obviously got to have some kind of – and Gus Gould. Mm -hmm. They've they've got to have some kind of, you know, knowledge of how to – have these young kids at Bulldogs and to, you know, make sure they're moulding them properly to be in first grade. So, yeah, I think next year will really tell where um, Seraldo will be yeah. and what the what the type, you know, type of coach he really is. I mean, the only way is up from where they are yep. too, isn't it? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Jared Croker has called time on his NRL mm, career, yep. spanning 14 seasons, more than 300 games. Dra, what's his legacy? Oh, like... I, I think servant to the nation's capital. Yeah, I, look, I, <laughs> I've 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 always been you know a big big follower of him because I, I come through playing in twenties against him. I played him in a grand final, and I think a lot of those boys that come through together really kept an eye on each other. And um, we we've seen some great moments from from uh, Jared Croker over the years. He's been amazing for the game of rugby league. He never really had an in, never had an incident off the field. He's, no. you know you know, and I think that's when you look at your legacy. You, you look at someone like him, and he's it sucks because he's the type of guy that probably should have won a grand, won a grand final. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about good good people and good blokes, and you know what what they're made of, um, he's obviously not going to have that moment for for himself. But um, you know everything else he's done in the game, on and off the field, I'm sure he's been a great community man down there in Canberra as yeah. well. And yeah, we're going to see a guy who um, has been playing a lot of football. And you know, I'll say this again. It is so hard to get to the 300 mark in this day and age in this game because it's such a tough sport. Yeah. So the fact that, um, you know, Canberra did him a favour and got him there, I think is very important. And the, the Canberra faithful will be very, very happy that they've seen Joe Croker put a, you know, put a Raiders jersey on for, for 300 games. It's, yeah, he's, he should be very proud of himself and so should his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he got called up midway through this year, Mm. obviously a lot of people were thinking, oh, yeah, it's a great opportunity for him to notch 300. But Mm. he didn't only just do that. He came into the side and they went on that run straight away. Yeah. Which shows, like, he's class, sure. He's not as quick as he used to be. He's not as strong as he used to be. Mm. And he has been found out laterally in defence a few times this year. Um, You know, in saying that, they plugged Ethan Strange in there last week and I think Melbourne scored five or six tries down that edge. So it's not just Jared's fault. I think he he's just the model of consistency. Like, his best game might have been a 9 out of 10, and his worst game was, what, a 7, maybe? Yep. Yep. For the best part of 290-odd games. So, yeah, I'm so glad to see he cracked that 300. and um, He can sit back now. Like, I mean, mm. you know, and, and look at what he's done in the game. People that make 300, they... They don't leave the game of rugby league without nothing. Like yeah. they, they, they're treated like royalty because it's just you, you just don't do it. Like it's there's been what like he's the, he'll be the fiftieth or oh forty seventh, forty seventh player to do it. Like when you think about it in the history of the NRL, and there's only been forty seven players to do it. Yeah, Jared Croker should be very proud of what he's done. Um, it's 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 amazing, and he, yeah, he's uh he's going to be mem- remembered at the Canberra Raiders for a very very long time. Unlucky not to have received an Origin call up. Do you think? Uh, yeah, maybe. I was pretty young when he was kind of in the frame for um, Blues selection, mm. so I probably didn't have the best read on, 
you know, the, her, his, on his prospects. Um, yeah, you could say unlucky, perhaps. I mean, it was a pretty unlucky time. Well, to I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. would you? Would you Anyone really? Have, maybe. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he probably would that have tarnished his. He could have had a Nathan Merritt experience. Yeah, yeah you know, thrown in and get pumped. Exactly. By the guy. Yeah, it's yeah. not any centre that was playing for New South Wales at that era. At that time was. I mean, Josh Morris is the only one who stood up. He's yeah, and he's probably yeah. J Moz is and J Moz is a very special player. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I think he's probably glad that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like honestly, because yeah. <laughs> because you, you you just notch up what you you're a part of that dynasty that got beaten. Like, yeah, I, I think he'd be very happy with what he's um, achieved in the game. <laughs> yeah. Very happy. Fair enough. Well, good on Jared Croker. Now I'm really hovering on this three weeks of the regular season to go thing, <laughs> and this week, Oscar, you had a look into the race for the 2020. 23 top try scorer. Yes, well, I've got a bit of skin in the game with this one because yeah, I was no on, doubt. I was on Dominique Young at $51. Were you really? To start the Good year Lord. as top try scorer. Now, I'll confess that was because there were reports that he might have been going to the Roosters early. Straight away, yeah, right. So I was playing on well, that. That's probably but, the best thing that he did. Well, it's worked out all right for me so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I know how much you enjoyed the wingers chat last oh, week, yeah. Jarrell, So Yeah, I wasn't here for that. How yeah. were you? Oh, well. Couldn't stand up and test <laughs> yourself after the other. Uh, the the table really was up. rising. <laughs> the table was rising. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've just had a look. There are seven players in contention for top try scorer this year, which is the closest. I went back as far as 2013 or something. Yeah. It's the closest since 2017 mm. when Suliasi Vinavalu and Josh Adokar both tied with 23. Wow. And there were some there were some good names in that season as well. Like for some context, I wrote in the Ned's blog. You guys can check it out on the website or in the app. Gareth Widdop was still running around in the NRL. Jesse Nightingale was okay. on the wing for the Jason Dragons. Nightingale. And Michael Morgan led the league for line engagements in 2017. So yeah, six years on, and we've got the tightest race to the top try scorer yet. So sitting in first place is AJ, 21 tries. Um, he's got a buy next week though, so I think that might... That's probably the you only can't score any tries risk. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll wait and see how he goes. But I, yep. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when he outran Jareem Buller um, for a length of the field intercept try. I was wondering whether AJ still had the pace that he's got. I think I don't he's got the doesn't have the acceleration. Yeah. But he definitely has got the high top speed and long you range. Can, pace. Yeah, you can definitely see that when because we've seen how fast off the mark um, Buller is. Yes. Um, but yep. you just seen AJ's uh, class and how he is when he when he gets up and goes. So yeah. He's still got it. He's still got it. And I think one thing that I'm appreciating more and more whenever I watch AJ is his ability to create space mm. and find his way to the try line, whether it's just a little, like one or two steps in field before speeding off to the corner yeah. or, you know, shimmying in the tackle and getting the ball down. Yeah. He's got a knack for it. I think people have got to understand it's hard to, like, it's hard, it's really hard to put people off when you're on the wing and do that. Mm. Like, to evade people and, you know, make sure you're not stepping in too early or you just put a little jink on. And I think the better you get at that in your career, the more people get worried when they're defending you. So it makes it look a lot easier when right. they do it. So, you know, you've got some of the best defenders in the game who have got you know, the person we're talking to, AJ, um, you know, one-on-one, mm. in your whole mind, all you're thinking is, oh, God. Because yeah. well, we, they, they know he's so, good at, he's so good at being elusive. He doesn't actually have to be good late in his career because he's done it so many times yep. that he's got that aura about him. So right, okay. um, I think that's what happens with the good wingers. Well, so I know what, I know that's what happens. Reacts, yeah, I know that's what happens because okay. – and you're not always as – a, as a winger as well, you're not always using your same um, jink, and, jink and bustle or, yeah. you know, whatever you're doing. You're always mixing it up. Up yep. to try and put the defence off, and he does a very good job of that. 
Love AJ. Mm, love so AJ. <laughs> anyway, we'll keep going. Jermaine Asako, we've spoken about him a few times over the last few weeks. Um, I think he got a hat-trick last weekend, which has catapulted him right up. Um, he's second place, equal second on 20 tries. Mm. He's got the Tigers, the Cowboys, and the Warriors uh, remaining. Cows and particularly the Waz might make it difficult for him to score, but if he cashes in a couple this weekend, he's aware of chance of getting top try scorer and top points. What a scorer. season he's yeah. had. Mm. What a season he's had. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's like so good in the air. And I think I wrote in the blog that um, whether he's speeding to the corner, like he's quick enough to win a race to the corner mm. and he's strong enough to cut back inside and bust off a couple of tackles and find the try line. Yep. So yep, yeah, I think he's an expert finisher. Uh, my boy, Dom Young, <laughs> equal second <laughs> on 20 tries, now paying $3. So too bad if you didn't get in on the 50 <laughs> Oh, you should have listened, punters. <laughs> um, I think guys like AJ and Alofiana Alo- Pereira, who I'll speak about in a bit, they've relied a lot on the work of their inside men, yep. Cody Walker and Trell Mitt um, and Isaiah Tass as well for AJ. And I think the way that Kieran Foran and David Fafita have played this year um, has really helped unlock AKP. Dom Young just does it by himself a lot yeah, of the time. He's, yeah, he's, he's special like that, isn't he? Like those long strides, how mm. many tries have we seen him start or finish from deep inside his own half? Um, he can bust a tackle, he can jump over him. His acceleration for a big dude is and, like and, frightening. And in saying that, like a big dude, it's – it's not easy to do what he's do what he does and stay close to the trial uh, the sideline. Yep. Like yep. a lot of your bigger boys will always try to come infield. Nah, he he just backs himself every yeah. single time, yeah. and I, I love seeing that. It's not many like it's hard. Wingers don't do it a lot. Yeah, they don't back themselves as well. They like to come in, uh, have the safe play, yep. and make sure they either get a quick play of the ball or come in and under the post. Yep. he don't care. He'll go around you. Yeah, well, Michaeli Ravalawa is probably one who likes cutting back in field and mm-hmm. backing his strength to get to the I dry line. No one's, it's hard to stop him that close. Terrifying. Line. And I've spoken about this already. I'm really excited to see what Shane Flanagan does with Zach Lomax mm. and Ravalawa next year. Yes. Um, so Ravalawa's on third with 19 tries. Equal fourth is Mulatalo, mm-hmm. um, who just – he's got to be the most athletic finisher in the game, doesn't he? Um, he's yeah. probably one of those guys who backs himself to, to fly over – Full body outside the field of play and plant the ball down in the. Oh corner. yeah, Dallin ru- Wattenies all over. Yes, well, I'm getting to him. Mulatalo's yeah. <laughs> ruined a few as well this year as well. Yes, <laughs> and I wrote I wrote that in the blog. He might come to rue a few wasted opportunities, yeah. dropping the ball over the line. Yeah, I think his 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 thought process is. Larry, let's be Larry yeah. and let's put it down the best way possible for the yep. cameras. Yep. He probably yeah. won't say that, but that's what it looks like from a fan watching. Except he's got an impressive Instagram account. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I think he's benefited from the work of Talakai, CSE for Talakai mm-hmm. at left yeah, centre. Right, okay. Talakai has 17 try assists this season, which is the same amount as KP, Jerome Hughes, Ben Hunt, and a couple other halves as well. Wow. What? Yeah. So he's equal third or equal fourth that's incredible. for try assists. That is wow. Outrageous. That yeah. is outrageous. Uh, DWZ, who Jared, you just mentioned, I think he's some of his acrobatic finishes in the corner this year have been outrageous. He's on equal fourth. He's the 18. best at it. Yeah. He's I, a, I will say that he's the best at it. Definitely the best to watch. Like, I just, sure. I, I'm not sure. He's such a big body. I don't see many players doing what he does, how he contorts his body and ha- holds that ball in the right hand and, you know, reaches out and yep. his body's out. Like, there's not many yeah. that can do it like that. He's, he's probably the best in the game to doing it. With you up there for the best mullets of all time. 
time as yeah. well. You reckon? Yeah. Neck and neck. Oh, well. Stop yeah. it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> and then uh, last, Lofiana Camparero is on 18, so he's equal fourth as well. Mm. Um, lightning quick. We've spoken about him. Can't pass. Chipping and chasing. <laughs> he can't himself. pass. <laughs> Cannot pass a ball. We'll kick any day of the week. <laughs> I know. That's pretty good. I know. I know. Um, and yeah, I think he's benefited. Uh, Fafita's got nine tries this, this year, which is comfortably his best return in the season. I think he's developed a pass. And yeah. I think all all nine of those might have been for Camparera. So, yeah, it's a tight race on. Um, I put Dallin and AJ as savers about four weeks ago. Um, and then bloody Jamey Nasako keeps scoring tries for fun. So I'm a bit nervous, watch. But there you go. Punters get on Jamey Nasako. Here's a question for you, mm-hmm. Oscar. Would you prefer... AJ to score a couple of match winners for Souths yep. and win uh, most tries of the year. Oh, or here we go. <laughs> would you prefer Dom Young to crash over for a couple and your fifty to one odds pay out? Oh, so and AJ, don't be a fraud in front oh, of so everyone. AJ right? yeah. and, and it makes Souths win games. Yeah, yeah, that one. You would prefer I'll, that. I'll one, still you? win money on AJ as well. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have that bet on though, yeah. which of those two would you select? No, nah, I'll, I'll go with take it, Dom Young. Well, okay, well, guess what? If money, 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 money. Well, if they're winning it, then then we get all your money. Then, yeah. right? So, I reckon you've cashed out already. Yeah, you right. got cashed out already. Cash yeah. <laughs> Show us your slips. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, four rounds into the NRLW now. Too. Yeah, Oscar, how's that all been shaping? It's going pretty well. Had a shock uh, two weeks ago, but we cashed in on a couple uh, over the weekend. Kezi apps at six or seven dollars or something. Nice. I think. So, yeah. Is nice. yeah, it's going um, going really well. Learning lots each week. Um, I'm keeping track of where teams are scoring tries mm-hmm. and where they're conceding so um, I'll be putting all that kind of information in the Neds open groups over the next few weeks uh, just very quickly going over the five games this weekend first one Cronulla Sharks v Cowboys mm. I've tipped Sharks 1-12 to they're 1-3 and three, so they've lost against the Tigers Titans and Roosters so far this year mm-hmm. those are the three best defensive sides in the competition yeah. so I think the numbers um, are skewed a little bit I don't think Cronulla are as bad as we think they are they've got the most kicking metres um, on average per game and I think they're about fourth or fifth in yardage so field position is so important in in NRLW Mm -hmm. and I think the Sharks are playing with plenty of it and yeah I'm backing them to beat the Cows this weekend Dragons v Tigers next up your Tigers, Jared, going yeah. really, going really yeah. well. They dropped a game against the Cows last week. They were missing Bovetti Welsh. She was out with the HIA. And Losana Lutu um, playing in the halves off the bench. They were both missing. There was maybe three or four try-scoring opportunities on their left edge that I'm certain the Tigers would have scored if Lutu or Vetti Welsh. Mainly aren't going to make the final. So does that mean for the final series, do you buy a scarf, Tiger scarf maybe. of some sort? <laughs> I reckon we've probably got one laying around the office like, somewhere. And, we yeah, wear a jersey for three not, years. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And do not be ashamed of that. Like, you've, you know, it's, that's you. That's the side you've picked no, for absolutely. the NRLW. We all support you as friends. But, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate okay. that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> really when, nice things this but week. when they go to shit we you know we'll yeah. make sure you hear it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in the scope of that so they opened at 32s I they think did. didn't they well. before $13 nice. in NRLW yeah. okay. premiership okay. West Tigers yeah I think they'll finish up yeah somewhere near the middle of the table if not fighting for that um, top four spot as well so yeah, yeah they're going well I've tipped the Tigers one to Tigers this week <laughs> I've never heard that. I don't think I, it just doesn't sound right yeah. just for you no, to say no, that no it does not uh, no one's ever said that Uh, The Roosters v Titans game I think will be the game of the round I'm really enjoying what the Titans are doing this year They're defending They've got the best defence in the competition Their attack's still developing They've Mm -hmm. got two 18 year old halves um, Who are kind of 
they're playing a very um, like high percentage composed kind of game. They're yeah. not risking a lot of passes, which is translating into a pretty middling attack. But their defense is so good, they're keeping themselves uh, in games. I don't think their defense will be good enough for the Roosters, though, who are really clicking into form. Taron Aikens dishing out tries for fun mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. Isabel Kelly and Jess Surges on the on the edges are carving up. So, yeah, I think I've tipped Roosters 1-12, to 12, and I think Tasman Gray on the Roosters' left edge is a good shout to score this weekend. And then the last – oh, no, a couple more games. Sorry, I'll try and hurry up. No, that's okay, like buddy. You're all, right, you're all right, mate. Just go. Uh, Bronx v Knights. Oh, yeah. Broncos. We spoke about Mele Hufanga two Ooh. weeks ago, scoring four tries. She scored another one last yes, week. Yeah, and a good one. And Drop under. Very good, Under yeah. the post. And they should be using that play every single week. She's going to score a few more. Uh, the Knights also kicking into gear. They're second favourites, I think, in the premiership markets. Jesse Southwell, their halfback, having a probably an indifferent start to the year for her standards, but her short kicking game is, I think she's averaging about two and a half line dropouts a game yep. force. So she's helping the Knights win a lot of field position. And then Tamika Upton is without a doubt the best player in the game. Some of her ball playing and um, like positioning and backline mm-hmm. movements, she's setting herself up on the right edge, then sweeping over late, double pumping to send the center out and then dropping short. Like, yeah, I know I've said this so many times. I'm thoroughly enjoying watching the NRLW. Mm. Like I just, I, you know, you go back, you know, six or seven years. Nothing against it. I just wouldn't think I'd be here. No, no, I like I, agree I with you, absolutely yeah. love it. And there's nothing better than a Super Saturday. You know, all these games are on beforehand as well. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm loving women's sport in Australia right oh, now. Yeah, it's and flying. we'll probably talk about that a little it bit later. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Parramatta Eels v Raiders on the weekend uh, on Sunday. Eels are struggling big time. They mm. don't have a great pack, and they're getting just dominated in yardage and spending a lot of time Sounds defending familiar for Paramount. their own try line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Raiders, conversely, uh, playing really good footy. I've spoken about Zahara Temera. Um, her mm. kicking game has been superb to start the year, and they've got some really good strike on the edges. Um, girl called, I think, Chantel Robbins-Retty did this mean little backhanded flick pass to send her winger down the sideline last week. So, um, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to cash in. I've spoken about the Eels' right edge has conceded 13 tries in oh four gosh. games. Good so I think the uh, the Raiders will search left this weekend. Yep. So, yeah, that's the NRLW round five. It's absolutely outstanding. Now, we have colleagues sitting outside our podcast studio, and thank goodness, because I've just received a text message of breaking news oh, wow. in rugby league here. Tuesday <laughs> afternoon, apparently reported by Buzz Rothfield. Vita Pangai Jr. has retired from rugby league to take up boxing. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No. Apparently, that has just happened now, Tuesday afternoon. So you you have one one crack at origin. He's he's completed it all, (laughs) and we're going to boxing. When was the last time that happened? Are you seeing it now? I am seeing it. Good Lord. What's it say? Tavita Pango Jr. Oh, okay, nice. No, yeah. All right, that's our punters. Thank you, bro. <laughs> that's I, absolutely incredible. So not this, since Chalk Mundine. Like, I will say this. I, like, I, I know T from the Broncos days. Yeah. So is he basically saying that he's shit at rugby league now and that he's oh, had to go on Maybe. Maybe. Like, I love him. Like, I love T and I love everything about him. But what's – it's weird that it's a very – something happened he's, to the He would only be in like 25, 26 yeah. years of age. Yeah, yep. mid-20s for sure. So boxers usually who are, who are you know, pretty good boxers, they start at amateur when they're like 22, 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming on in their late 20s, good boxers. So is he, is he thinking that, 
you know, money-wise that he could get a way big pay packet for the next five, six, seven years in boxing than he could in rugby league. Boxing in Australia these days too is quite heavily wrapped up with rugby league, isn't it? I mean, we've seen the Gallon well, fights and the Hodges and all of that sort of stuff, but George Rose, of course, in we, No yeah. Limit Boxing, which is the biggest yeah. promotion well, in was, the country. I will say this. We have seen Paul Gallon, you know, grab a hold of boxing and use it as a, um, a great segue for rugby league players to do, but he did it at the end of his career. So are they thinking, all right, have that have I would say that the Rose brothers have had a conversation with Tevita. Yeah. Because this this can't just happen overnight. No. This is crazy. That's enormous. It is insane. Because you know there's probably more of a chance you make more money at the moment in boxing in Australia yeah. mm. than you do in rugby league because he's not the top tier and it looks like he's not gonna be for you know yep. now, he's sort of going backwards. Yep. Does this mean that he is gonna be the next Sonny Bill, Paul Gallen, and he is going to go for the next five, six years. Paul Gallen, by the way, made over three million, yeah, four million dollars over like four or boxing. five years boxing, yeah, and he and he was at the end of his career. He'd been, you know, bashed in rugby league, mm. um, in the nicest way possible. I mean that to yep. Gal, um, but wow, this is insane. Yeah, has he shown? Uh, maybe he's shown. Some real skill boxing. Well, who did he fight? Who did he look? He fought. He fought a bloke um, from. I know. From, they always go up against box car Phil. At the yeah, start yeah. Of <laughs> He's fighting for a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps stopping to check his bindle. He did fight a guy <laughs> fighting plumbers, and yeah, landscapers and stuff yeah. like that. Um, he did. He did fight um, the head splitter. Um, oh, what's his name? I've just had a blank now. Oh, um, yeah, who Isaac Hardman. Sorry, apologies. Oh, I know Isaac. Hardman, no, he? no, I know Isaac Hardman very well. But he yeah. fought um, a guy out of Isaac's gym. Okay. Um, who uh, they, you know, he's a, he's a very he's boxed for a long time, mm. and he beat him very comfortably on that card. Okay. Um, to Vita Pangai Jr. He's got a lot of punching power, but I think there's a lot to learn in boxing. Yeah. It's got to be respected. Mm. Um, I've boxed for a long time now, and I understand that I don't have the balls to do what they do. Like I'm just, and the other thing is, I have a family. I don't want to do what they do, <laughs> yeah. no matter. What you pay me, I'm I'm happy just to sit on the sidelines. But I respect him if he's going to go do that. He's got to do it properly um, because I know the you know the boxing is getting really really big in Australia, and he could be the next big thing for for Australian boxing, which I'm you know I'm not I'm not upset to see. It's a different kind of fitness for a big oh, boy though, boxing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's very different. And look, we know. Look, he's a big boy. We know that he can probably if he's he's got the punching power of a heavyweight. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, it's a very, very hard training. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy training. It's a lot. I'd, I'd say it's a lot more. It's a lot harder than the rugby league training in to another extent. And there's a lot of disciplines in boxing. So, and I'm talking food wise. I'm talking, you know, any anything else that comes with the game of rugby league. You cannot. It's it's a, it's a tough industry to go into, but good luck to Tavita. As a podcast that has famously been stitched up by things that have happened just as we finish recording, we've done it, Gerald. Oh, yeah. Finally, we're right it's, at the top of the news. It's, it's good to be back. It's good to be back on top. <laughs> Guys, it's really good to be back on top. Man, I'm so interested to see what Bulldogs fans think about this. Yeah. And I'm so interested to see, or to find out, we might never find out, but like where this came about from. Has he, has he, got, a, has he got a lot of money? Well, I just I just googled it. So he signed last year a three year deal with the Bulldogs, and the only thing I can see that mentions the um, amount is that it was a multi million dollar switch, which could mean bloody anything. I reckon he's been tapped on the shoulder. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, because yeah. Phil Gould rarely loses a player that he doesn't really want to keep, right? Yeah. So has Phil Gould tapped him? Has Tavitas like you're going to play Origin this year? 
Yeah. you got to think about that. And then Payne Haas signs next week. Bang. Oh, my God. Please don't do that. <laughs> I just, I just, just. Whoa. It's opening up. Whoa. Whoa that's oh, You good. heard it here that's first. Sonny Bill Williams. Bulldog Payne. Influence yeah. on, on Payne Haas. Oh, wow. my God. I'm getting very. That is, that makes the most sense. That makes right a now. lot of sense. Oh my gosh! How do you feel? <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> Imagine if Liam was no, here. no. He would be he like shivering. He's probably. It's, wait till he hears this tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he heard it here first. <laughs> With all the stats, trends, and betting you need to know, this is the offload. All right, hard to focus on anything other than what we just spoke about, Ryan, but let's kick it off with punters pals. Do I have your undivided attention? No, Drum. no, but, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to listen. Have yeah. you got a bunch uh, of pain ass stats? Yeah, yeah. 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 please. Yeah. That's Has all he been is. a punter's pal? <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> uh, let's kick it off with Stephen Crichton. Critter. Uh, Critter. First half double, uh, the first coming right before the main break against Manly last Thursday night. Three bucks, ten for Crichton to score two or more tries. He's been mm. in pretty strong form of late two. He scored in five of his last six games now. Uh, man, uh, Oscar mentioned earlier, Mulatalo mm-hmm. uh, brought up a double of his own against the Titans. Uh, t- only $2.50 for that one. He's now scored in 10 straight home games for Cronulla. Uh, the Sharks are back home in the final round against the Raiders. And uh, last but not least, backing the underdog against South Sydney. Mm. So the underdog is now covered in each of South's last eight games. So mm. the Dragons were plus 18 and a yes. half. Yeah. Uh, they Way covered that. And uh, Souths have the Knights this week in Newcastle. Mm. Knights are underdogs for that one. So it's a... Are they? Yes. Yeah, 2.5? Two, 2.5 yeah. Yeah, yeah, only narrowly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a ripping game. Yep, that one. Is. Can't wait for it. What about if you're not first, you're last? Yeah, a couple of good first try scorer collects from the weekend. Christian Welch was the longest oh. price one, 51 bucks for the Storm Hell on yeah. Saturday night. Nine punters had something on. One. How many times has he scored a try? I don't, do I don't think a lot. Yeah. I've never, I don't think we've ever spoke about Christian Welch. <laughs> 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 I'd forgotten he was a player. Oh, like, oh, you don't get picked oh, for no, I love Welch. I love him. I love him. It's probably his first mention on the show. The last time we talked about him was when he. Um, he said something about Knights, and, then and the they went up seven in a row. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you Knights fans better yeah. thank Christian Welsh. It's all, it's all come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other one was uh, Adam Reynolds, twenty-three for the Bronx on mm. Friday. One punter had fifty bucks on him, and he walked Ooh. away with over a K. That yeah. that try highlights how well Reno's playing this year. Oh. He was on. He was in the middle of the field, ten meters back from Took the play of the ball, waiting for the fifth tackle kick. Yeah. And then yeah, as soon as Reese went down that short side, you can see they showed a wide shot. Reno just starts moving tracking the ball and he's Johnny on the spot and it's been right about you know people saying things in the media it was right about he started to kick more into gear when uh, Jason Demetrio came out and said that (laughs) Lachlan Ilias was uh, the best half will be the best half to ever play for the Rabbitohs and he he said hold my beer (laughs) (laughs) Renee said hold my beer what about futures forecast I reckon for 2024 the Bulldogs might come in a little bit next week (laughs) (laughs) No, He's still not ready. He's still not ready. Yeah. No, I'm just, just going to throw everything I've got, back I've got to nothing that. else to say about Manly because yeah. they're just <laughs> – what am I going to say yeah, about them? It's too early. Uh, cup, two weeks in footy is obviously uh, a long, a long time, time because yeah. the Sharks are 67 bucks back into 26. Yeah. Um, and the Storm, $9 into 8. We've only got a couple of drifters in the market this week. Uh, the Bunnies, $12 out to 14, even though they had a win. After a win? Mm. Yep. Wow. Um, and the Raiders, 67 out to 101 now. Mm. Yeah. I reckon the season. Eagles will win as many premierships as the Broncos do this season, by the way. <laughs> 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 oh. 
Good on you, DC. It's good to have you friend back, Friend of the mate. show, friend it's of It's really good to have you back. <laughs> what about the incorrect groundings, which are the multis that fail? Yeah, so this one's going to take a little bit of explaining, but uh, $100 into nearly 210000 What? Oh, my God. Holy bejeebus. Yeah. So this one's across NRL and AFL. It includes three of our popular multi um, bets you can get on the oh, heads yeah. up yeah. Okay, for yep. each Those game. Go into the, uh, the groups. Yep. yep. So uh, he's nailed the Rabbitohs to win. John O to score under 50 and a half points. That was paying six bucks. Um, he's nailed Billy Smith anytime try scorer. Uh, the Brisbane Lions, 1-39. to 39. The over on the Lions total, Charlie Cameron to kick a couple of goals, but he's failed on David Nofaluma, two-plus tries, oh. over 46.5 points in Tigers-Warriors. Oh. Did Nofaluma score two one? Plus I think he the scored one. Yeah, I reckon yeah. he did. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no simple. Oscar's that wasn't actually well, was like the third or fourth best defence in the comp. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Statman. Okay, Statman, calm down. He's just a punter. He's just trying to live his best life with his $100, all right? Well, he could have lived a better life if he hadn't chosen Nofaluma. <laughs> a few of these legs, though, jumped out at me here. I mean, an AFL one, a Dolphins one. I thought just for a second, a split second, maybe our co-host Dylan there over oh, on yeah, the NFL, yeah. But he's too much of a coward to have 100 on anything. <laughs> yeah, so. He hasn't spoken about the Finns in no, about a month. No, no, yeah, he's he's a coward. He's walking in on our bloody unpopular opinions today and everything. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the room, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Let, him, let him have it. Yeah. Get out of here. He did do that. He God, did. that was annoying. Yeah. Jeez. I was throwing air punches after. And then he's just having a laugh about it afterwards. Oh, oh I didn't think about oh, it. Oh, my bad. I didn't know you were in there. Yeah. <laughs> the door's closed, we're champion. We're putting together yeah. good content. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love this. <laughs> Can we have a fight with him? Yeah. Like, not yeah. a, like Would right you step into the ring with him? With Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> Handcuffed. Oh, look, I was going to say something, but I better not. Let's move on. What about the mad multis? Um, yeah, so this is a simple two-legger, 5K into nearly 14,000. Uh, simple two-legger, as I said. Reese Walsh anytime, Ooh. and the Broncos to win. Yeah, okay. Mm. Basic enough, but 5K. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big yeah. one. A uh, bloody, what were the bloody good bets? Oh, bloody good odds it is, isn't it? Yeah, so we had a couple of punters throw down $10 into 670 bucks. Billy mm. Walters yeah. to score two or more tries. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and the other one was six dollars thirty into one hundred and one. Billy Smith to score a second half try. Oh, so scored in the forty third minute. I never look at those markets. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. first time that's definitely been referenced Absolutely. on the show at yep. any point. Mm. Finally, don't tell the misso. Yeah, only two this week. Fifty k on the Dolphins head to head, and twenty k on the over between. This is a really who, bad beat. Actually, who are these people? Twenty twenty k on the over um, in the Sharks Titans game. So the total was forty two and a half. The, the combined title was only 42. Oh, yes. oh God. Can we name and shame these people? <laughs> yeah. No, well, we cannot. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, uh, definitely no, not. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> uh, Ryan, love your work. Thank you very much. Thanks, make boys. the names up at least. <laughs> the Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi. How did you guys go with your multi last week? Did oh. it get up? I no. actually don't even remember. No, no, uh, it didn't. No, I guess no, it's no, the it NRL podcast. I backed. I said. I said the Broncos were going to attack down the right edge. <laughs> they went they scored six, six on the left. <laughs> uh, I think James took Penrith minus eighteen and a half or something. Yeah. Who were they uh, playing again? Uh, they beat. Up? I can't Manly even. Manly by twelve. Yeah, I actually can't right. even yeah. remember who I went. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. 
We, we didn't go out. Anyway, it didn't we're going to find a winner anyway, this week. Load it didn't up. matter. It didn't matter because you weren't here. Oh, thank you, Gerard. We, we, we didn't <laughs> want to win. Things happening in threes. Behind closed doors, <laughs> behind closed doors, we were like, oh, no, yeah. anyway, yeah. whatever. Jared's on here. We don't want to win one without him. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be funny if we hit with you. Yeah. We're not going to call James dad, even if there's a fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Gerard, you're kicking us off this week. Am I? Um, you are. <laughs> when did I go again? It's right here in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I remember this one. Yeah. Um, I think they need to, have to, yep. don't have a choice. Yeah, need to win. Yep, yep. You haven't said the game. Cowboys the up <laughs> in Townsville against the Sharkies. The Shark- it, this is this is going to be either you know the, either of these sides are going to make the eight. So, sure. and I think this is a game to to uh, to put them put each one out. So I've gone the Cowboys to win. The way the Sharks have been playing really makes for a great. contest. It does make there, for a great contest. I think up in Townsville, and I will say this: they play their best footy in Townsville. We've yeah. seen it all oh, the back end of this year. You know they've been playing very very good up there. The cows, so I think I've got them a dollar, maybe fifty-eight or sixty-seven. You got fifty-seven. There yep. you go. We'll See, was paying attention when I did it. I just nice couldn't remember. Little <laughs> it's having too much fun. Ryan, leg two. Uh, I've gone Friday night. I'm taking Manly to cover against the Warriors in like Auckland. The sound of that. I'm a little bit nervous about it, but <laughs> which probably doesn't give you any confidence. <laughs> um, but fifteen of the last sixteen teams that have played Penrith the week before have covered in their next match. Oh, uh, this is not based on stats or anything, but I can tell you as a Seagulls fan. The games that they turn up and play well in are the games that you don't expect yeah, them to turn go. up and yeah. play well and in. Also, in New Zealand yeah. at night time. Mm. You, the, the Warriors are third or something like that on the ladder. Mm. Schuster in the back row. She, yeah, okay. Yeah, I did been, see that the... Uh, moved to the back yeah. row. No, he has. He has? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been Jacob moved Arthur back. into the halves. Uh, okay, and uh, I believe... Um, I don't know what I'm about to say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so let's move on. No, Schuster's been named at six. Oh, he has been named at six. Right now. Oh, afternoon. All right, well, it's a 12 and a half point line, and they're outsiders. Don't hate that at all. Standard dollar ninety. I am next. I've gone back to my uh, over under total match points oh, yeah. lines. Yes, you have. The Eels versus the Roosters. I thought 43 and a half total match points was pretty low for these two sides. I think it'll be a bit of a shootout. Both of them trying to fight their way into the finals, of course. And nine of the last 11 games between these two clubs have gone over the total match okay, points lines. Okay. I've gone stats. Like it. Like Again, it, yeah. I've had four cracks at one of these total match points line this season for three wins. So okay, okay. hopefully we can build on that. $1.90 Oscar where are we finishing? I hate being the anchor, but yeah. we'll see how we go. Uh, I've backed the Bunnies to cover the line against the Knights. I think it was minus two and a half. It's even worse when it's your team that yes. you're anchoring with as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Hastings has been named at halfback. It'll be interesting, interesting. to see whether he actually does play. Um, NRL Physio did a really good post last night saying that he is actually a good chance of playing this week, but okay. also won't be surprised if they rest him for one. Mm. Um, the Bunnies have... They need to win, though. They do need to win, yeah. yeah. And it's old boys' day, so I'm oh. nervous. But anyway, uh, Tamita Detola is in the reserves, and so is Jaime Sele for the Rabbitohs. <laughs> really missing um, their front rowers at the moment with Tom Burgess suspended. Um, but I think if one of those two guys comes in, I think the Bunnies are coming... They, Definitely far from their best, but I think they've still got a bit left in it. And like you also, they just have to win. Have to. Two and a half point line as favourites. $1.90. Let's recap. Drill. Cowboys to win. $1.57. Ryan is going Seagulls at a 12 and a half point line as outsiders. $1.90. I'm going over 43 and a half total match points in the Eels-Roosters game. $1.90. Oscar. Rabbitohs. Minus two and a half. $1.90. Bookies are giving us $10.75. Am I the one that's not taking the risk this week? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's weird. Not. That is weird. That is feeling weird. All right? Let's see if that results <laughs> in us finally getting another multi <laughs> I'm look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> all right, punters. Well, that one is already built for your convenience. It's available at neds.com.au or on the Neds app, and we're going to put that straight in the Rugby League Open Group as well. All right, guys, it's time for our final thoughts of the week. Gerald, are you getting on the multi this week? Beg your pardon? <laughs> Shut up. We don't, I look, every time we say it, we don't come through with it. No. So I've been trying to avoid that yeah. because I have said it a lot yeah. and then we never win. So I've just tried to be, but you ruined it now. I'm sorry. What's your final thought? My final thought is up the Tillies. Mm. Uh, up the Tillies. Like, honestly, the country is behind you. Oh, man, I'm just so happy how far they've come. Yeah. Um, what they, they, whatever they do on Wednesday night, I can reassure you to say that they should be very proud of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, out of all these other countries that, you know, play in this competition, mm. there's no way we should be where we are. Yeah. Like, really. But it's also inspiring a lot of young women to play you know, not only soccer, but, you know, sports all around the country. And we said it earlier in the potty, the, the game, the women's game in, in this country is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I can't wait. <clears throat> I'll be tuning in uh, on Wednesday night. I mean, I don't know where you guys were when that penalty shootout was, was the other day. <laughs> but screaming. It felt like the whole country <laughs> stood still. Yeah. Like it did. Um, there was people watching it on planes. There were people at AFL games in, mm. in the concourse watching mm. it. There was they. I th- I'm pretty sure they put it on the big screen in an they AFL did. game. Yeah. To, and they stopped their um, all their press conferences from going mm. um, just to watch that game. I know uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, on social media watching it in very random places on boats. And mm. yeah, I think this is going to be a very, very cool thing um, if they beat England. Wouldn't it be cool if we can beat England in the Ashes, <laughs> uh, in the netball as well? Oh, yeah. And in this. Just in everything. Oh, it would be amazing. And yeah. also, I got on an $11. Sets up for a fairy tale, doesn't it? <laughs> I got on an $11 at a pretty hefty price yeah. as well. So, <laughs> I oh, did, uh, come on, Tillies! <laughs> in our newsletter, actually, at the start of the tournament, we had to do a, uh, a pre tip, and I got on the Tillies to reach the semis at five Gee, bucks nice. there. So, oh, it's already well come done. off. How oh. bloody good. I'll tell you where I was for that game on Saturday night. Tell about me. 20 minute metres away from the goal, Gerald. Oh, no right way. at that end. Oh. I tell you, it's the best live sporting event I've ever been to. Wow. Got a bit emotional afterwards. No, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps you, you say it because I was watching it at home with my like my my little son. He didn't go to bed. He was watching it with me and <laughs> I was looking over at him and he was standing on the couch. <laughs> I don't think he knew what he, like he you know yells when I watch the horses. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he, just, he just says, go, go, go. <laughs> so, yeah. Put your I don't know. Yeah. His first word was, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny actually when my wife turns the TV back on and I'm not home and then it's on the racing <laughs> channel. He's like, go, go, go. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, nah. But anyway, he watching him even, like I think that was a pretty cool moment, watching him um, and my missus sit, sitting there and, you know, cheering. And she's full Canadian, yeah. you know, cheering for... How good was it when we did Canada for Nelson? Oh, I know. Anyway, <laughs> she almost cried. But watching that was very, very cool. So up the chilies for Wednesday night. And your mum, a former rep, of course, how's she been going with Yeah, that? no, she's she's really, really well. Um, yeah, it's... I think if she, she, she loves watching the games, but she's she's getting on the old girl, so she doesn't stay up too late anymore. Yeah, okay, all right. So she always enough. rings me, how'd they go? I was like, yeah, they won. <laughs> Terrific. What do you got for us? Well, you know who wasn't watching the Tillies playing on Saturday night? Who? was Barnaby Joyce. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. yes. Well, you guys see this? I didn't see it, but so I did hear about Barnaby's it. Barnaby's put up a video of himself, a selfie video at the pub on Saturday night. They've... The team, they had it on Channel 10. old people, which too. Was, like, yeah, which was playing 
the, the friendly uh, trial that we had with France like before the tournament started. And then he was on morning TV the next morning. They go, did did the one you watch go to pe- go to penalties? He was like, no, just no, just finished it full time. They're like, <laughs> I think you watched, Mate, the you've watched the wrong freaking game. So, yeah, shout oh out to Barney. Oh, my God. That is some funny shit <laughs> right there. That is like... How does that like become such a oh. thorough parody of himself? Mate, it, re- it reminded me of that um, old Simpsons episode that they did where Bart <laughs> has to... Where he gets caught up in Australian <laughs> yeah. parliament. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, Aussie politics. I don't, I don't get political very much, but, yeah, Barney... I will say this. Stuff. It would have been the blind leading the blind to that pub because he <laughs> showed the video around and it was just old fellas everywhere. So that would have been like, yeah, you bloody, you bloody got it on, you bloody legend. <laughs> cheering yeah. on, like, go, go, go. On, go. <laughs> oh, I would have... If I had walked in there, I would have just went with it. I would have just got that's a, that's pretty like blind. I would have just went... With it. Some people say, oh, how did no one figure it out? Like, <laughs> if you walk in and everyone's cheering a game, you don't question yeah, you if it's a live one. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you walk into a pub and you're blind. Yeah. You know, you're just Lord. Oh, Good on Barnaby. Lord. The gift that keeps giving it is, is Barnaby. Yeah. 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 You got anything for us, Ryan? I was at uh, Mr. Percival, which is a bar here in Brisbane oh, for the yeah. listeners. Um, yeah, when the Tillies won that game and yep. a guy at the pub flipped a glass table upside down, <laughs> shattered everywhere. Was so, the guy you? It was me. <laughs> you get kicked out? He did, yeah. He got oh. the tap on the shoulder from the Secchi. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Wednesday yeah. night as well. Some real characters go in that place. Remember when someone shot into it from, yes. the, uh, from the river a couple of years ago <laughs> yeah. as well? Great smile. My accomplices. <laughs> my accomplices. I wasn't there that day. So, yeah. <laughs> so what are we calling this then? There's got to be some sort of Barnaby Joyce reference in there, doesn't there? Oh. Big Barnaby's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What are we calling it? Welcome Oof. back, Jared. Rejoice with Barnaby. Re- yeah, okay, <laughs> oh, right. What do you reckon? Barnaby. Rejoice. Barnaby's replay, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But it's got to be Barnaby something. What about uh, Payne Huss to the Bulldogs? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's wrap this up. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, whatever we land on, punters, thanks for listening to it. Enjoy the footy this weekend. If you're having a bad, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.